Welcome to an entrepreneur's journey where business owners and investors share ideas. So today I have a special guest, uh, Essen Raza, you know, who's an entrepreneur and realtor. Um, so, you know, we'll be talking about different things. Essen, how's it going? I, I, I think you had a wild ride. It's to going your good, man. It's going morning. good. It's minus uh, 25 weather. <laughs> Ran. That's, That's it, it, man. <laughs> Ran a little bit late, but uh, had a couple of heater, heater yeah. malfunctions. That happened at home, so I had to get that taken care of. But I think the the fam family's oh, okay for now. <laughs> I'll check in on them soon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> did you leave? Did you put the stoves the Every, stove, stove on and, the, and leave the them portable there? heaters? Everything. Run to the office. No, I I actually had um I had a listing. We had a few showings scheduled for today, and uh, the client uh -huh. calls me and he's like, "My uh, heater is not working." So what are we gonna do? Should we tell the to tell the buyers? What if they think the house is 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 broken? Let's relax. Let's just yeah. get the HVAC technician in there. So we spoke to them, and then just trying to put those fires out. But uh, that's how it is, man. You know, okay. January listings are always uh, a bit of a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this type of weather, the cars, the, the yeah. houses, everything is everything is on it's risk, so right? Unpredictable, uh, man. You just never yeah. know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday I went out to do some groceries, and um, by the time I came back, I almost had yeah, a fight. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> stay indoors if you're listening. Well, hopefully by the time this yeah. recording is done, the, the weather will be will be nicer. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I like the snow though. Yeah. I like the snow, snow is good. It's, yeah, it's nice. just the temperature, man. It's, February is like the worst, right? Coldest day of the coldest month yeah. of the year. So, but uh, we'll yeah. we'll get through it. So I'll. I'll for all the viewers, no listings in fact. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> There's your real estate tip. <laughs> Don't list in January or February. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. How's everything going? How's how's business? How's, it's good. How's yeah. No. No. It's it's been you know it's been a great start to to the year. Um, for me especially, just trying to. You know, there's a lot of media headlines with, with the economy and real estate in general, which I'm sure we'll get into later on. But, you know, for me, I try to stay optimistic, positive. And I think that's um, one thing that's kind of kept me going uh, in my career is no matter, you know, mm -hmm. no matter the weather, no matter the situation, I think we just have to keep positive when you're an entrepreneur. And when you have that mm -hmm. mindset, you know, good things tend to attract, right? Um, mm -hmm. Can't be overconfident, can't be arrogant, but you have to be optimistic and in, in things in life in general so that's my mindset yeah. and overall like it's it's been good man like it's been a good year looking forward to the rest of the year and uh lots yeah. of opportunities in so many different ways mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing well do you you know in terms of like entrepreneurship are you also interested in different aspects of um you know besides real estate or certain parts of real estate yeah, like for me, like I kind of fell into real estate, right? A few years ago, this is about 10, 12 years ago and was never, ever mm -hmm. my plan. But I always knew like deep down when I was in school that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to have my own business. And I think that was kind of mm -hmm. planted in my head, like when I was young from my father, who was also an entrepreneur. And so whether it was real estate or whatever, you know, I wanted to be my own boss. And real estate gave me the mm -hmm. avenue to kind of get into that field where, you know, I didn't have to work for somebody, you know, I could work for myself, which is kind of a catch 22, because if you work for yourself, you also have the luxury of sleeping in or not working hard. And so early on, those are things that I had to fix, right? I was like, if I'm going to be my own mm -hmm. boss, if I need to make money for my family, I have to be disciplined and I have to treat it like a nine right. to five, 
right? Not like yeah. a 10 to 4 or like a 12 to, to 8. So yeah. those are the differences. Yeah. But that's what I oh. like about it, you know? Oh. That's what I like. Yeah, or 7 to 8. Or seven to, seven to, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, do, they're those type yeah, of days yeah, as well, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So that, that was, you know, the, just having my own business, you know, just in terms of what aspects I like about real estate, you know, I, I, I really, really, really like or enjoy the aspect of meeting people and networking because, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. me, just making conversations, learning about other people's professions, like how you and I, you know, got connected early on and how I see you're growing in so many ways doing this podcast. Like you learn so much about people and it goes beyond real estate. You know, it goes beyond friendship. It goes beyond relationships. Like you, you, you create so much synergy between the people you're speaking to. And there's like a flood of opportunities mm-hmm. that you can't even name that come from so many different ways, right? And that's what I love about yeah. the, the meeting meeting people in general is like, I just enjoy that because I've learned so much about them and they learn so much about me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've known each other for over a decade and we've always had conversations. But, yeah. you know, ever since uh, I, I kind of got more into the entrepreneurship side, we've been talking more and, and that's that's definitely something I... I enjoy as well just being able to share right. ideas and, and discuss with different entrepreneurs and it just gives you that that avenue and the push as well to do it right yeah yeah so, absolutely yeah definitely yeah yeah for sure um are you do you have any uh, besides real estate do you have any other entrepreneurship projects that you're you're looking into or thinking about or i'm always dabbling in, uh, in different things on something? yeah always dabbling yeah. whether they fail oh, yeah. or succeed so <laughs> i have that uh, experimental oh, yeah. <laughs> mindset but um, I think for nice. for me, it's um, important to try different things. So one thing that we, mm-hmm. my partner and I did actually venture into a couple of years ago um, was an after-school uh, program for kids. And basically, it's like a franchising okay. opportunity where we're the master franchisers. And um, what we do is we look for like-minded partners and we help them open up their own after-school program um, in the GTA. And so that's been growing well. We've, we've got four locations down in the GTA. Mm-hmm. And aside from real estate, mm-hmm. one of my other passions is you know, uh, children's education um, and financial literacy. Um, so those two things, I think, will help kids uh, give them an upper hand or a leg up when they go to university and things. Because the public school sector right now, unfortunately, doesn't teach you what you need to know. And so we're like, what can we do to kind of help kids out in that avenue? And um, so that's what we're working on right now. It's called Idea Lab Kids. And uh, we're growing. So mm-hmm. we're looking for, for more opportunities on that side. But that real estate are my two basically main projects right now. Those are your two babies. Yeah, exactly. Your real babies. <laughs> yeah, two babies. Last <laughs> of my two other two other kids that I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that sounds pretty cool because you know there's definitely a big gap in the financial literacy aspect of you know people could go through um, high school, universities, even maybe do PhD. But then, you know, when it comes down to practicality of it, they might not know how to read a, a, yeah. a credit report that's because, because you know, that's something we have to learn on our own. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's pretty odd how that system is set up in that way, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's and, and I cool find that, that like, kind of... like, I don't know, like when you were in school, when I was in school, um, like we're on the same age, um, like we, we never got taught any of that stuff, man. Yeah. Like even in no. university, right? Yeah. Like. Like we took finance courses, we took accounting courses, but not once had my professor ever mentioned that, you know, the importance of having a good credit score. And I learned that like later on yeah. in life, and it's like, whoa, okay, this is mind blowing. <laughs> so, 
yeah right? yeah exactly it's like all this abstract theory yeah. and details yeah. and and studying for days and days on end and something that right. would take maybe a couple hours to understand and it's such a big part of your life like you know because that's really dependent on kind of like goes into um you know getting mortgages uh, right. or, your, or your credit credit cards <clears throat> leasing an automobile like these are all really important things in life yeah um so so yeah it's uh pretty crazy but and, but yeah it's cool that you know you're actually making a difference in that part that's what i'm that's what i was talking Sorry, about like when we when we talked about like you know what you enjoy about the business like when you meet people <clears throat> that's one thing that i learned meeting mortgage brokers meaning accountants right um so you learn so much about the business part of it which i didn't know that i can enhance and apply to my business as well mm. no that's, uh, that's that's great um getting into it a little bit i guess on the real estate side what would you say you know like you deal with so many different clients and you have been for a while you you were well seasoned and experienced what, what would you say is uh are some of the more common uh, issues to watch out for, common mistakes that are made by, uh, you know, uh, individuals or families purchasing properties? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I think one of the biggest things that I think people need to understand is what they can afford, right? And not to stretch themselves too thin, because especially right now in this environment with interest rates going crazy, like it's really important to kind of double down and just kind of see, okay, even if you're getting approved for, let's say, a million dollars, you know, can you afford that on a monthly basis, right? And if you can't, then you don't have to spend a million dollars. So I think the biggest mistake people make is not understanding what they can afford and not getting approved for the right amount of mortgage. So one of the first steps that we take as, you know, mm -hmm. real estate agents is that, okay, if you are a client who wants to buy a home, let's get you approved first by a lender. Um, let's see, okay, you approve for a million dollars, that's fine, but let's work on your monthly payments and your property tax, your mortgages, your insurance, right, repairs, maintenance, does this amount fit into your monthly expenses? And if it doesn't, okay, what can we do to kind of decrease that, right? And so that's important. I think that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of people miss out on. And then unfortunately what happens is when they do stretch them too thin, they get into mortgages that they can't afford and they're forced to sell, right? Or forced to mm -hmm. you know, foreclose on, unfortunately. And so that's kind of what happens. So speaking of the cash flow, you know, it's pretty interesting uh, because, you know, I think about this a lot where the the business, like because businesses, corporations are also like an individual entity, right? So, you know, you talked about cash flow. Essentially what you were talking about was you do a cash flow analysis for individuals when they're purchasing a house. So you look at their revenue, you look at their uh, expenses and how much cash they'll need for, let's say, personal expenses. They might have leases, their, their monthly uh, payments that they need to pay for food and things like that and then what they have left over is it enough to cover the mortgage interest um, you know uh, with utilities and and insurance and things like that so it's pretty cool how you know I was just thinking as you were speaking is that you know it's kind of like a cash flow analysis that we might do for businesses small businesses mm. it kind of yeah. translate into uh, individual level right and, and it's it's so true just like how a business would crash if it doesn't have enough cash coming in to pay its expenses right. on a monthly basis right. you're essentially kind of doing the same thing at the individual level where let's say you don't have the cash flow to be able to make those mortgage payments then you'll eventually you might have to you know a worst case scenario you might have to sell the house right it's like kind of you know closing down business yeah so it, it's pretty cool that you know like these things kind of yeah. um kind of go hand in hand in these different industries and that's where the financial literacy part plays in right like for me that 
mm-hmm. was something that I learned a long time ago. But now I get to apply that in my business. I'm not to say that I'm like <clears throat> a financial literacy guru or anything, but like at least whatever I know, like practical steps that I that I did or mistakes I made, like I wouldn't want my clients to make that, those mistakes as well. So able to advise them that, okay, look, this might not be your home because it's too expensive. Let's kind of look for something more mm-hmm. modest or more reasonable. And sometimes they agree, sometimes they don't, but at least I give them my advice, my recommendation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're making an educated exactly. decision exactly. instead of, yeah. you know, they, they're they going in more uh, educated into right. into that transaction, basically. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, we talk about the current market, you know, one thing we can talk about, uh, which I thought might be cool to think about is, let's say, you know, we always talk about the current market, but how about, what do you think about the, the current market? And what do you think about the market will be in 2030 and i'm talking about real estate market here because oh. uh, you know there's a lot going on nowadays yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2030 so, so yeah wow. i'd love to hear get your thoughts on that yeah <laughs> i mean a few years down the yeah, line yeah. but but you know yeah. we'll be uh, you, you, a little bit older you're the first a, guy to ask me that bit, question but... man <laughs> i've had okay. people ask me like what do you think the market's gonna be in 2024 2025 2030 no <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one no, man but that's... I, I, i've bought it <laughs> yeah I've bought into the long-term investment. Yeah, you're, you're, you're all about the long game, <laughs> which, is, which is good, man. Which is good. No, that's that's yeah. a that's a deep question. That's a deep question. That's a very good question. Like right now, the market obviously is slow, right? Because of the interest rates. If you're not familiar, the Bank of Canada raised rates like eight times uh, last year in the span of twelve months, mm-hmm. which was unheard of. And the reason they did that was to curb inflation. Now, whether or not that's working or not, you know, only time will tell. But we are seeing the market sort of take, you know, a big setback because of because of the rates. So just for perspective, right now sales are down fifty percent, which is pretty dramatic, wow. pretty bad, right? But what I'm noticing is that even though sales have been down, there's still activity out there in the market. So things are still selling, things are still moving, but we have seen about a twenty twenty five percent correction in prices overall from last year. Now, what's going to happen in twenty thirty? So this is just my opinion. It's not a prediction. It's my opinion. So yeah. don't quote me on it. Yeah. We'll 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 check yeah, back in yeah. 2030 if I was right or not. But this is <laughs> yeah this exactly. Is cool. We'll replay this. So we'll watch it together. I I feel that the market um, cycles every five to seven years, right? Based on the time mm-hmm. I've spent in the market, and I feel that every five to seven years, something happens where the market goes up, goes crazy. And then government intervention comes in to curb that enthusiasm, right? To avoid home prices from skyrocketing. So for example, like in 2017, home prices were just skyrocketing, right? And that's when the government came in and enforced uh, these housing policies, which didn't really work in terms of, you know, reducing the house price for the long term, but it shocked the system Mm. and people just stopped buying and that dropped the price by 20%. Mm. Then what happened... In right. 2022 or 2021, 2022, five years later, the same thing happened, right? So the markets went up again. And in 2022, we saw government intervention coming with the interest rates. And now markets are back down 20%, right? So I think by 2027, 2020, if we're following this pattern in history, I think the market's yeah. going to probably explode again. Just my opinion again. I think the market's going to explode. Or we're going to yeah. be like in a crazy frenzy again. Maybe we're not, but... I'm just thinking of it from a historical perspective. I think 2030, right. 
two things can happen. Either government intervention comes in again to curb the market mm. or they just let it go and things just kind of go, you know, free fall, right? So, but I think, I think 2030, if I'm a betting man, like I'm going to say that probably 2030, the markets might be more on the downside or stable, right? Right. But again, I could be wrong, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's no, a we five, don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, it's, it's like a five <laughs> to seven year cycle, right? So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah. But regardless yeah. of the fact that, like you mentioned, like you're looking into it from a long-term perspective, regardless of what happens in 2030, 2040, we know that in the long run, like even if 2030 comes around, the market is down, what the prices are now compared to what they're going to be in 2030, it's still going to be higher in 2030, in my opinion, right? So mm -hmm. the, the best way to put it is that, and this is what one of my real estate coaches told me was that the market fluctuates, the market goes up and down, but it goes upwards, right? So up and down, upwards, just like a, like a chart, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's what's going to happen, where there's going to be fluctuation right. in between. But as the years go on, the, the market prices are probably going to be higher than what they were in the previous years. Mm. Right. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, but that, that's kind of yeah, the way yeah, I'm no, looking at things. It, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely does. I mean, there's cycles in, in every kind right. of industry. They say for stocks, they say yeah. every 10 years, there's usually a, a serious correction right. and things like that. So it's it's good to know the, the I guess, the life cycle of for. Yeah. real estate you you never yeah. know how high it's going to be or how low it's going to drop right but but generally at least it's uh yeah that's that's amazing to to find out and and yeah i think like going back to 2017 they also started around uh, with, with those different rules they also started increasing the interest rate and uh from right. what i remember anyway yeah and then uh and then kind of like the market started yeah going down so yeah this this interest rate stuff is pretty pretty crazy i know people their mortgages have gone up you know at least uh, what 1200 yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, some and, even two thousand. Uh, are you seeing? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, how how does that how how does that work generally? Like, what determines how much it goes up? Is it like how how high you started already, or yeah. like? It's a uh, it's a number of factors. So the main thing is is the mortgage product you're in, right? So most uh -huh. people who are on variable mortgages that are adjustable rate mortgages, which means that as the rates fluctuate your payments will fluctuate. Those are the ones that get impacted, mm -hmm. right? So if let's say you had a 1.5% rate back in February of 2022, and you run a variable adjustable rate mortgage, and the Bank of Canada increased yeah. its rate, its overnight lending rate by 4 point to 4.5%, your interest rates jumped almost to like 5.5%, give or take around there. Wow. And so now, wow. you know, if you had a mortgage of let's say 500,000, I think you'd probably end up paying like, about twelve to fifteen hundred bucks more than what you originally paid, right? Mm. Um, and as, as if the rates come down, then your payments will come down as well. Right? So it depends yeah. on the mortgage product, but that's those are the people that have been affected the most. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, you know I know people who have kind of gone out and started doing some high side hustles and and uh, had to yeah. even like switch jobs earlier than they right. wanted to because you know they needed more cash flow so it's uh yeah. it's a pretty uh, interesting time are you finding that are you finding that uh, generally people are able to manage the mortgage still even with these increased payments or yeah, um, yeah. do you see that they're at the brink or something i so it's it's a good question man like i i don't as funny as it is like i don't see people on the brink right now and maybe it's just my sample size of clients 
but you know, out of my entire database, like I did a call last month when the rates went up just to check into my clients. Most of them, although they were not happy with the rates going up, you know, they told me that mm-hmm. they would never lose their home. They'll do whatever they can, but they won't lose the home. So they'll make the payments. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll cut their vacations. Yeah. They'll take their kids out of karate, you know, uh, but they won't lose the home mm-hmm. unless they absolutely need to. Now the problem is don't that don't take them out of eye lab though. Ideal, keep them in ideal lab, kids. Yes, <laughs> idea, idea lab, idea lab. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that That's, one. Uh, keep shameless them in. plug. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, to cut you off. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So, but yeah, like that. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing. Um, but I I think what I what I'm worried about is okay. Let's just say these rates don't come down for a year or two. How long can people actually sustain? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So that's going to be very telling. Like next year at this time, if the rates are the same as what they were, you know, then what's the situation with people? Are I, I think at that point you might start to see some cracks. Maybe a few people start to sell mm-hmm. their homes. But the problem is, I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, even if you sell your home, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go rent a house for like three, four thousand dollars, which is also very expensive, right? So people are like, you know, what am I right. going to do if I sell? Like, I'm going to end up renting. Yeah, I'll have this pile of cash, but like. It's really, it's, it's a tough situation, man. Like, it's really tough. But I think mm-hmm. the next one or two years are going to be painful. And after that, I mm-hmm. think things will sort of mellow down and, and be a little bit better. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a kind of a good kind of leeway into a real estate. Or yeah. sorry, the, the rental rental market. What are you seeing there? Um, because, like, that's a, that's a good point, right? I mean, it seems like everybody's struggling you would think you know yeah. if the prices have come down a little bit the demand has gone down the buyers who have been on the sidelines right. you know it might have been like they might be like rushing to get houses but you know from a couple of friends that i've spoken to it seems like because the mortgage payments are so much higher now like they're kind of taking a back seat as yeah. well so it's like what are your thoughts on those things the the renter market has skyrocketed like ever since uh you know covid came into play I think what's happened is that, you know, especially now when the rates went up, there was a, an influx of sellers who sold their home and they're like, we're not going to buy because we don't know where the market's going to go. And so now you had this like mm. influx of people just coming into the market for the rental market. And historically, the GTA hasn't had a lot of supply for rentals, right? And so now you're adding more mm. people into the system and you have the same amount of homes. What's going to happen naturally is that rents will go up. So just to give you some perspective, right. I had a friend who we were renting his house detached home back in 2020 for i think 3200 and we rented it out mm-hmm. last year again for like 4400 dollars right that's wow. a 1200 dollar increase in the span of two years which is insane wow yeah and and i think although i think the rents have sort of flatlined a little bit now but it's very expensive like a town home in richmond hill is going to cost you about 3400 dollars a month plus utilities. Mm. Whereas just a few years wow. ago, it was like 2,500 bucks or 2,400 bucks. Sorry, 20, uh, town home in Richmond Hill. What's 30, you 34, 34 to 3,500 bucks 34, a month. Yeah. 3,500. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's and steep. that doesn't include utilities. No, it's utilities are separate. <laughs> so oh, you're paying oh like God. almost four grand, right? For, for rent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, they say the the average. Um, last time I checked, the average uh, household income in in uh, 
in Canada was like fifteen thousand. Let's say in Toronto, it's like eighty thousand or ninety thousand. You know, uh, for for a family, after taxes, you're getting what sixty, fifty five thousand. So yeah, you know, you're li- you're looking at like five thousand to six thousand dollars. And if you're telling me four thousand of that goes like yeah. two thousand dollars, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, uh, you to take care of your children, your car, yeah. your insurance, yeah. your food, and then what do you have left? Nothing. You're you, actually in minus. You don't it's, have it's much tough. left. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I see like, like what what I see happening right now, especially this year, is like people are spending so much on their household expenses that they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time to spend with their families. They don't have time right. to go out on vacations and sometimes what that doesn't it it it's um overkill right it burns you out mm-hmm. and it creates unhappiness mm-hmm. and it creates different issues social issues aside from financial issues and you can see it like yeah. i feel it like when i'm outside you know people aren't smiling as much as they used to right so <laughs> just me but like i was i was at a tim hortons yeah. last night in the drive-thru and the guy understand like it's cold or whatever but the guy was so upset and i just told him i was like listen yeah. you know have a i hope you have a good day man and he cracked a smile you know yeah and sometimes you just got to give somebody that right. words of incredible who knows what they were going through at the time exactly but i feel people are kind of on edge these days and it's not their fault it's just the yeah. financial pressures right so i i hope mm. that when the bank of canada does decide to make their next move that they also consider yeah. these social impacts that this is having on people because mm-hmm. you can't have a society run like this forever. It's, it's, it's not good for society as a, as a whole and for a future generation, yeah. but anyways, I, I'm digressing, but that's my, that's yeah, my other no, no, uh, it's concern. amazing. It's, a, it's, it's good to have a broad yeah. perspective, right? Like, you yeah. know, we, we, we all want for the best for ourselves, our family, right. our community, our country at large. And, yeah. and uh, when we see these things happening, it's, it's not easy. I mean, like think, look at the, food prices i don't yeah. know if you've seen but some things have tripled mm. in price like i know they look at the average and they say i don't know if they say like eight percent or something yeah uh, food prices have gone up or ten percent but you know like if you look at the individual items a lot of them have kind of tripled in price yes yeah. yeah. like 300 percent. that's insane um yeah. and yeah so let me ask you a question and let me ask you a question sorry yeah, but you yeah. have like i did yeah, a, i did yeah. a video the other day and i asked i asked people i said would you rather pay ten dollars for a loaf of bread or would you pay fifty hundred bucks more for a mortgage? What would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> Ten dollars more for a loaf of bread, or fifteen hundred for the mortgage? Yeah. Pick your poison. <laughs> you know what? Um, I might go with the the loaf of bread. Really? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. that's that's the response that I got for most people. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Why? Why did they say that? Because they, what, they, did they give they a said, They said I can control the loaf of bread. I I don't have to buy it. I can go. Oh, I can get away with it if I needed to, right? But the mm-hmm. mortgage payment, I can't. Like I have to pay it, or else I lose my house, right? So there's a variable factor in there. Um, you know, it's really yeah, interesting. So, so they're saying, they're saying they would, they they would take. Oh, oh, I think I missed. So you're saying. Like, would you rather have the increase yeah. in price of the loaf of bread? Yeah, yeah. Um, or would you rather pay, you know, pay your mortgage higher? Well, mortgage? it depends. It depends. It depends. I think I, I understood that a little bit differently. Okay. I think I think I would pay the higher mortgage oh, you would? if oh, okay. if I can maintain the cash flow. If got I can it. maintain the cash got flow it, got it. and have the affordability. Yeah. Um. But then, but then, I like how much are you? It depends. Like this depends on so many things. Yeah. Like my 
my accountant brain is like going crazy. It's like, how long <laughs> will the why, interest rates that's be why up? I posed like, the question to you. <laughs> <laughs> how much will I pay yeah. over over time? Yeah. And when you say the loaf of bread, do do you mean like just a loaf of bread or yeah. like all the different food items that are out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like to put it simply, yeah. let's just this is what I'm thinking. You know, let's say we're talking about all the food items. I would rather have them stay the same price and pay a higher mortgage because yeah. the mortgage is dependent on the interest rate, right. and that can come down. But I feel like the food prices, when they go up, who's going to, like, if the loaf of bread goes to 10 bucks, it's not coming yeah. back down to $4. Yeah, that's it's going to be that's like that always. And it's, like, yeah. Up to like 50 years old, like, until yeah. we die, it's always going to be high. And it's only going to yeah. go higher. Yeah. And, and the other interesting thing I was thinking the other day <laughs> is that, you know, because there's a pretext of inflation, you mm. never know how much the, the companies are inflating the numbers beyond right. inflation. Yeah. And, and everybody will accept it. It's like, yeah. Like maybe the maybe maybe the the cost increase for them is only ten yeah. percent, but they can yeah. put it up fifty percent. Yeah, and say it's say inflation. More, it's inflation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> That's we don't, so true. We don't know. You'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know. So yeah. um so yeah so I think if if I could afford it and if yeah. it's short term I would go for the. For the, so higher, the higher mortgage, mortgage. Uh, oh, interesting. higher mortgage yeah yeah that's that's yeah, the so accounting perspective of, yeah <laughs> a bit a bit different yeah, yeah. no no that's, <laughs> that, that's good yeah and I, it's like the, the yeah. question the reason why i posed that question to people was sorry i, I hope i'm not <laughs> taking away from your topics but like no. just wanted to no, uh, no, no, no. have a conversation no, it's like, amazing so so yeah yeah people were asking like okay does does interest rates actually help curb inflation because if you think about it it's like isn't it counterintuitive where like you're trying to reduce cost of inflation from one side in order to do that, you have to raise cost on the other side. Right. So where's mm. the balance? Right. But what I tell people is that yeah. we won't know until six months or 12 months from now, because when interest rates go up, you don't feel the impact right away. It takes about 12 months for those interest rates to actually kick into households to actually start feeling the pinch. Mm. Right. Because right. now what's going to happen is that let's say the rates have gone up. They're not going to go up anymore, according to the Bank of Canada. This year, people yeah. are going to start holding back and spending less. And that's what's going to impact inflation further. So mm. although I'm not saying that I agree with the Bank of Canada, but I think that yeah. in many ways, you know, the inflation rates had to go up. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is going to impact inflation eventually. I think it's just the way yeah. they did it was messed up where they lied to everyone saying that they were not going to raise the rates until 2023 and they just did it in mm -hmm. such a manner where like it shocked people. Right. Yeah. And the execution part of it was, was not right. Is what I'm saying. Right. But do rates actually impact inflation? Mm -hmm. I think in the long term they will, but it's how they did it was really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's almost like borderline unethical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hundred percent, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> might have crossed, actually, crossed it, the line in actually, ethics. Actually, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think forget about borderline. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy unethical. It's exactly. like just throwing everyone, yeah. everyone under the bus. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. So, so yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, like we're we're kind of. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, you know, you you know, I see a lot of your, uh, um, a lot of your posts. They're amazing. Very knowledgeable. Uh, very educational Thanks. and uh, it's it's really you know helping me learn a lot more about the real estate market and even get exposure to different type of professionals that are you know included are in our community that that you know you work with as well so it's pretty cool like, can we talk a little bit about yeah. uh, you know content creation and, and that part 
that seems you know like you you've been pretty consistent on that so i'd love to hear something yeah that. no that's that's a good question thanks again for for the feedback like for me i i always wanted to put stuff out on social media but i was always scared because you know putting my face on camera i was like you know what if people don't like it what if people don't appreciate it but i remember i really like your face <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure everybody loves your face. Bro. Oh man! All right, that's uh, encouraging, encouraging words. <laughs> I'm blushing, bro. I'm blushing. That part you don't have to worry about. That part you don't have to worry about. Uh, I passed that 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 test. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. so I I took a I took a course actually on social media content. Um, with a real estate broker, his name is uh, Jas Takar, and they run a big program uh, out in North York. And I took that program, and in that program, he mentioned one thing that really stuck with me. He was like, if you're afraid of getting on camera because of what people think about you, that's very arrogant and selfish because nobody cares about you. <laughs> nobody cares about you. And when yeah, he said that, that's, that's I, was like, looking at it. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm worried about how people will perceive <laughs> me, but like, like, people don't care. Like, people don't really. And if yeah. they don't like it, they don't like it. So what? Big deal, right? Like, you're not trying to appease yeah. everyone, but... At the end of the day, you got to put out content. So that's what I think about now. Literally, like when I'm putting making a video, I'm like, okay, no one really cares. But in my mind, like I'm like, okay, I hope someone does actually like it or you know appreciates it. And when they do, we have a conversation. Yeah. So that's my mindset. I'm not scared from that sense anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And right now, to be honest with you, like I actually enjoy making content. It's a lot of fun. I look forward to it because I get to talk about yeah. topics that many people don't talk about I get to interview people right and it's so much fun meeting and learning people and I've seen yeah. it make a difference in the business which is the end goal because at the end of the day right. for me I wanted to educate people and differentiate myself and whether the mm -hmm. business comes or not it's fine I get so many feedback comments from people that make me appreciate you know what I'm doing and they appreciate what I'm putting out and so that's really helpful to know, but I really enjoyed doing the content. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah no, I've been following, following you on different platforms for, you know, since the very beginning yeah. and, and I've seen it only get better, the quality, you know, the presentation, the, the information. So, you know, really looking forward yeah. to no, thanks, man. listening Thank to more you. of that. Yeah. yeah. Where, what are the different platforms you're, you're on now? Um, so what are the right now, ones? mostly Instagram, that's my go-to. And then okay. I just started TikTok, which I still don't understand fully, but <laughs> trying, trying to trying <laughs> that, to grasp you, TikTok. Yeah, it's 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 uh, I call it in my, I call it in my mind. I have yeah. I haven't told anyone, but yeah, I call it the flea market of social media. <laughs> it just, it just, yeah, it just like yeah. it just like it's so chaotic, but it seems to work. Yeah, I mean, in, like, in terms of you know getting getting the word out. Yeah, or you definitely get some more um, weird comments on TikTok. And I don't know yeah. how to respond to them sometimes. <laughs> so I just, yeah, sometimes yeah. you just have to. You deal with it, it but. Never think. Yeah. Of, yeah. So that's, those are the two so, main so things. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, TikTok. Instagram. And YouTube. TikTok, okay. Right, right, right. You, you have the podcast, yeah. like the longer uh, form videos Correct. on on YouTube. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we can follow, basically the audience can follow you on YouTube yeah. or Instagram or TikTok. And, you know, I'm curious, do you, do you use the same video that you create for Instagram? Like, do you share that? Like, do you create it for both platforms or, or is it, is like TikTok separate and then Instagram separate? It's the same videos. Um, and YouTube. Yeah. It's for, okay. for you, for Instagram and, and TikTok, it's the exact same videos. I just post them at different mm -hmm. times. And then for YouTube, okay. I, I do YouTube shorts as well. 
Um, and YouTube, right. I do the long form, like you said, so the interviews, which you can't really put on Instagram or TikTok, but that's for my long form content, which actually I, I enjoy the most. That's the most that I enjoy. Yeah. Cause I get to talk the, more. The long yeah. Form? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Talk more, share more, exactly. get into deeper conversations. Exactly. So. Yeah. so yeah. So for the audience, you know, uh, check out the channel. Uh, I'll post a link and, uh, and it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you, man. On. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Uh, so and then hopefully we can we can do it again for sure bro thank you so much for having me on appreciate it